The manager's job is to make decisions. Effective decision-making is critical to effective management. In this episode, we discuss the process of good decision-making. Hi, I'm Rick Kendall. And I'm Fred Ball. Welcome to Management Mastery. The purpose of these podcasts is to share what each of us has learned about good and bad management in our combined over 40 years of experience, both as managers and executive coaches. During that time, we've coached managers at every level in companies from Fortune 100s to brand new startups in all major businesses, including nonprofits, government, and education. So whether you're just starting in your first management position or are an experienced manager looking to strengthen your management skills, we know our podcast will be valuable to you. There are a number of significant steps in the decision-making process. First is identifying a problem and clarifying a question. Next is gathering information and understanding the timeline. Weighing the evidence by balancing the data with intuition and experience and knowledge. Choose the best option, implementing the decision, and evaluating the decision. Decisions can involve deciding whether or both what needs to be done and or how to get it done. In any of these cases, the decision-making involves the same steps. So step one is to identify the problem and to clarify the question. This phase is especially important where there may be uh, more than one right answer or where there are a number of key factors involved in the decision or where there could be serious negative consequences for making the wrong decision. So when facing a problem or making a decision, the first step is to determine the question or questions that need to be answered. Now, this sounds obvious, but all too often bad decisions are made because the manager misunderstood the issue or the problem to be addressed in the first place. (laughs) I'm, I'm aware of situations like that. One of the things that you want to do is you want to involve your staff. It's critical for involvement, understanding, and buy-in, and that buy-in is really important. You want to inform your staff that there is a problem and help everyone understand what it is. You want to allow discussion and encourage input on a possible direction. You want to involve the team in data collection if possible, and you want to approach the problem as collaborative as a collaborative problem, uh, one that you can work on um, together. I have a coaching case right now that I'm involved in where the woman has the major task. um, uh, She's in uh, IT, and she has the major task of changing the core operating system for the entire company. So her steering committee alone is 25 people. And what has to happen is that she needs to do all of the things that we talked about, involving them, helping them to understand what is happening and why it's happening, and then get um, the various people to be involved in being helpful as they 
uh, as they move forward? You know, what, once the staff are clear on, on what the issue is, um, the manager then needs to identify the type of data or information that's needed to arrive at a decision. Um, this can involve external sources like uh, articles and uh, Google searches or social media, government reports. It really depends on the business and the issue. And, but then also internal research like observation and analysis uh, from the fr- frontline staff. Uh, I think all too often um, the, the home office folks don't pay close enough attention to the people out in the field. Um, there's, there's often this dichotomy between the central staff and, and the field staff and, and the good manager needs to be plugged into to both of those. Um, and you, you know, it could help to, to ask, uh, to get help from staff members who are interested in the problem and um, who, who don't work on the function all the time. So sometimes a new perspective is, is very helpful. Um, and then the tracking of transactions or other data that is readily tracked. Uh, again, sometimes there's information available that just isn't used because nobody thought to use it. Um, and then just talk to knowledgeable people um, about what's what's going on, and including your boss if if they're knowledgeable. But don't assume they're not. I mean, you always want to ask people what they think about an issue, and sometimes you'll get a great um, different perspective. Then what you want to do is you're gathering the information. Uh, you need to determine with staff uh, who's going to work on which part of the data collection, um, when um, what they're doing is due. And this may be an opportunity for one of your rising staff members to oversee the process. This, this kind of a situation can be great for seeing who has potential and giving them an opportunity to be involved in a problem where they can really uh, learn something about the management function. So it can be very possible, it can be very uh, positive. It's also important to have a clear understanding of the time frame. Uh, often the solution doesn't have to be immediate. So that's where um, if the problem is more complex, and the one that I described earlier, where the um, IT person has a steering committee of 25 people. That's basically a two-year project. Uh, One year they're going to do things in the United States, and the next year they're going to do things in the rest of the world. So, uh, and and other times the time frame may be right now. So, you've got to know that and understand that. Right. And regardless of the time frame, uh, you want to both weigh the evidence... um, by balancing the hard data that you get with uh, what some people call intuition, other people call common sense. Um, and it's inc- it's very important that you not ignore your gut instincts, but not be totally dependent on them. Um, you want to weigh it with uh, your own experience, the experience of your manager, your boss, um, and, and other knowledgeable managers and coworkers and staff. 
So using intuition to kind of be an alarm to say, wait a minute, this isn't making sense to me or something might be off or uh, you talk to somebody and they say, no, 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 that's that's just not the way it works. Um, I'll give you one example. I worked with someone who uh, they were new in a, a subscription business and they believed that people who tried their a service and dropped it uh, weren't going to come back because they decided they didn't like what they were getting and so the the company called them trier rejectors and they kind of scratched them off their list. And then this manager talked to somebody who was in another subscription business with a long history and good data and that person said, no, you're, you're, what you're calling trier rejectors are actually your best prospects. And our company makes multiple uh, attempts to get them back and are very successful at it. So if there was a place where, quote, intuition or common sense um, made sense without hard data, but the hard data said, no, that's, that's not the way it is. So you want to you review the problem uh, one last time, and, and in light of what you've learned, and also you want to, to the extent possible, you want to determine what has and hasn't worked in the past, and why that is, both when it worked, what, what were the factors that led to success, and when it didn't, why didn't it, and what can you do differently next time? One of the interesting things that you were talking about is the use of intuition. And sometimes you'll get a, a, a younger manager who feels that they need to make a decision uh, and they will use their experience, their knowledge, and their intuition, but they'll cut short on the data. And in another, it, which, is not, which is not always good, and in another case, someone gets too involved in the data um, and and gets locked down before a decision is made. But you need to get to the point of choosing the best option. And here, one of the critical things is when you're coming down to just before you choose the option, you need to be able to consider, just as Rick was talking about, consider conflicting advice and, and ideas that, that open up new new thought. And you need to then synthesize that data and determine where you're going and then choosing the best option. And under choosing the best option, the clear thing that you need to remember here is that after all these processes have, have happened, and once the data has been collected and synthesized, you need to make a decision. Uh, and you need to... Uh, be absolutely clear that this is the decision that we're going to use and we now need to move forward and implement it. Yeah, you're not always going to get buy-off from everybody um, and you've got to live with that and and just say, look, uh, I've heard your input, I've considered it, and we're going to move ahead with this decision anyway. I, I agree. It's one of the biggest frustrations for staff members is when the boss is incapable of making a decision. In this episode, we discussed uh, the process of making a decision. Um, 
from identifying a problem and then gathering information and understanding the timeline and then weighing the evidence by balancing the data with intuition and then choosing the best option. In our next episode, we're going to talk about implementing the decision and evaluating that decision. We hope you have found this podcast useful and we'll come back again for more Management Mastery. If you have any comments about this or any of our episodes or would like to find out more about our other services, including one-on-one coaching and group seminars for managers, visit our website at careercoachclass.com. Thanks for listening.